Hello and welcome to the Swen Stephens Audio Experience. Today I've got a daily devotional for you. I hope that it's going to help you in your walk with God today and inspire you to follow Him every day. Thank you for listening. Hello and uh, great to have you guys online. We are getting ready for our daily devotional podcast on video here. And if you're listening to this, um, hope that you are getting great value out of the podcast. And so what we're going to be doing is going to go through uh, Matthew 22 verse 1 to 33. We're going to chat about it. We're going to read a scripture, uh, devotional thought and pray. And I just want to say thank you so much for everybody that's listening, watching. Um, really appreciate you and being involved in it. And hey, I'd love you if you could uh, share and subscribe. It would really help me out and get the message out there if it has been helpful to you, of course. But thank you so much for your time. Uh, today, we're going to dive in and um, I'm just going to pray. And yeah, then we'll lean into it. Father, thank you so much for your grace. I thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, that your word would seep into our hearts and produce a harvest of righteousness for us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Just to let you know, I was like praying before reading the scriptures so that I can get my heart centered on what God wants to speak to me about. And yeah, so I think even where you're at now, even as we pray, we just thank God for his word and that it would seep into our hearts as we read. It's not just another text on a page, but it's actually something that can transform our lives. And um, so we're going to jump into it. And as usual, if you've got any questions or comments, just drop it into the comment section. If I get to it live, that'll be awesome. But otherwise, I'll get to it uh, later on. And if you're listening to this um, on the audio podcast version, then, yeah, just uh, send me a message on, on Twitter at Swain Stephens and I'd love to get back to you there. So Matthew 22, verses 1 to 33. Jesus also told them other parables. He said, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding banquet, a wedding feast for his son. Then the banquet was when the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to tell them, The feast has been prepared, the bulls and the fattened cattle have been killed, everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests had invite, he had invited ignored them and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messages, messengers and insulted them and killed them. The king was furious, and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said that to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I have invited aren't worthy of honor. Now go into the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike. And the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper wedding clothes for a wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. When the king said to his aides, sorry, that's Siri. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees met together, met together to plot how to trap Jesus into saying something for which he could be arrested. They sent some of their disciples along. 
um, some of their disciples, along with the supporters of Herod, to meet with him. Teacher, they said, we know how honest you are. You teach the way of God truthfully. You are impartial and don't play favorites. Now tell us, what do you think about this? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But, the, but Jesus knew their evil motives. You hypocrites, he said, why are you trying to trap me? Here, show me the coin used for the tax. And they handed him a Roman coin. He asked, whose picture and title is stamped on it? Caesar, they replied. Well, then he said, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. He re- his reply amazed them and they went away. That same day, Jesus was approached by some Sadducees, religious leaders who say there is no resurrection from the dead. They posed this question. Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies without children, his brother should marry the widow and have a child who will carry on his brother's name. Well, suppose that there were seven brothers. The oldest one married and then died without children. So his brother married the widow, but the second brother also died and the third brother married her. This continued with all seven. Last of all, the woman also died. So tell us, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all seven were married to her. Jesus replied, your mistake is that you don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven. But now, as to whether there will be a resurrection of the dead, haven't you ever read about this in the scriptures? Long after Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob had died, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. So he is the God of the living, not the dead. When the crowds heard him, they were astonished at his teaching. I mean, again, like what we're seeing is so much happening in the life of Jesus here. You see, he's getting closer to his death, and he's becoming, I wouldn't say more bold, but he's becoming more direct to those who are challenging his bold claims because he's, he's, he's declaring to be Messiah and he is now beginning to share these parables against the Pharisees and religious leaders and that's getting their back up. So not only is he kind of showing, uh, showing their weaknesses, their, 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 the holes of the chinks in their armor, but he is also claiming to be Messiah, in which they don't like that at all. He's disrupting the whole cultural narrative of the day, not to cause upset for upset's sake, but to but to bring freedom for those who are lost and those who are trapped in religion. And so Jesus, he tells a few parables, the one of the, the wedding banquet, which is an absolutely powerful, powerful um parable and again he's targeting the guys that that aren't ready the people who aren't ready and he's saying some people what they've done is they were invited everlasting life was theirs but what they just seem to get distracted by life by business by busyness and they weren't so interested anymore in the invitation of heaven the next, so the next step is he sends people out, his servants, into the highways and the byways. He goes everywhere, hey, anyone who will come. And the reality is the kingdom is always open for those who are willing, for those who are hungry and those who are ready. But we have to keep coming to God. 
And then he goes with that tax collector with the with the coin thing, and that was pretty cool because Jesus straight up confused, like he straight up blew them away with his wisdom. And you can see how the Pharisees and the religious leaders are trying to trap him. They're being quite um, manipulative and and sort of um, underhanded in this whole process. And then he tells, and, and then they tell, like, ask him another question, and yeah, his wisdom comes out again. But not only his wisdom, but he understands the power of God because he is the God Man, right? He is God on Earth. And then he, um, so he uses, he displays this, this this wisdom of the Scriptures, but he also knows the power of God, and it comes together. And and I mean, there is so much to highlight again, I know, but but for me, it's so it's so exciting that God is the God of the living and not the dead. Out of everything that I read, that's what I highlighted. Now, there's so many other things like be ready, be ready whenever God is calling, like live ready so that such a time as when the banquet is happening, when God calls people to heaven, you're ready for that moment. Like live ready. Whatever you're doing today, live ready to be in this relationship with God, to be willing to be called home to God. Another thing of like, okay, well, if you're married, a lot of the time, people within our community and in our city, you know, we, we make everything about our marriage and our, and our family. And our family should certainly be like on the top of the top of the list for us. But it can't be higher than God. And we don't, sometimes we actually make family an idol. And the, rea- and the truth is, as Jesus teaches here, you're not going to be married in heaven. So don't make life all about your marriage. Make life about Jesus. And live a health and have a happy and healthy marriage, like certainly that. But again, I just keep coming back to this: God is the God of the living, not God of the dead. Like, not when we're dead do we get to be with God. We get to be with God today, right now, in this moment, as we're gathered around the Scriptures, as our hearts are lifted to Him, and we are alive. We are breathing right now. And so we are, God is actually the God of the living. It's not once we die, once we go to heaven, you know, once we get resurrected, like all of that stuff. And those things are all good and they're all true and that's going to happen. But realize that, that death is a necessary interruption to our life of sin. And once we die and the judgment happens and all that, we are alive, like free of sin right now. We're not free of sin. Right now, we still carry sin around in our everyday life. But Jesus and God is still the God of the living. And so for me, that's encouraging because it's like like death is the is a bend in the road, not the end of the road. And how that one how what that means for me to translate that for me today. I don't know about it's for you, but for me today, it's to think that I want to live every day for God. I don't want to live for God one day when. I want to live today for God because he is my God today and he will be my God for always because he is the God of the living. Right now I have breath in my lungs, but when I go to be with him in heaven, I will have breath in my lungs still. And what death is, is the doorway to the eternal. And so I don't know if that's helpful for you today at all, but I want to encourage you, certainly in this way, that why don't you connect with your heavenly Father? He's not waiting for the day that you close your eyes to meet with Him, to be in Him in heaven with Him. He would love to connect with you today. 
and to be your God and your Father today. And maybe that means just taking a moment now as we pray, as we close off and pray, um, to reflect upon him. Can we do that? Can we just pray right now? Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. I mean, God, there is so much in those scriptures that are they're powerful, they're valuable for us, like the wedding banquet. Like, let us be ready for your return. Let us be ready and willing to go all in for your kingdom, to join the great banquet of heaven. Father, help us to give to you what belongs to you and give to the world what belongs to the world. Help us to prioritize you first and to know that you are ultimately powerful, God. And in all this, Lord, I pray that you would help us to live, to have a relationship with you that's living and breathing, that's alive, that's fueled with fire and passion. Lord, we don't want to have a second-rate relationship. We don't want to have a relationship that needs resuscitation. We want a relationship that's alive and powerful in the name of Jesus because you're the God of the living, not the dead. And I thank you for the life that you've come to breathe into us. And so, God, I pray you help us to follow you today. Help us to give our best to you today and help us to seek moments where we can connect with you. We surrender to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Great, guys. Thank you again for watching and being online and listening to this. I hope that it can help you in some way wherever you're at. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you for taking time to listen to this daily devotional. I honestly hope that it has been helpful to you. And listen, if it has been, would you consider subscribing uh, to the podcast and maybe sharing this episode if you think there is someone else in your life that it could benefit. Um, But yeah, I wish you all the best today. Have an awesome one.